so allow the sound of the bell to carry you inward. sound of the bell, recognizing the presence, bringing our attention to the present moment, knowing that life shows up for us in this present moment. Knowing that our longing for unity is right there in that present moment. Today I realize the qualities of love and attention and presence. And as I know this myself, for myself, I know it for each one of you here as well, because we are one. We are one with the divine, and we are divinely created. And so I know that what we are looking for, we already have, and that is love and belonging and caring. And so I am grateful today for this time together, knowing that it feeds our souls and our bellies afterwards. <laughs> knowing that we hear and feel and see exactly what that is, to remember who and whose we are, and to step into that what's yet to be for ourselves and our lives the very best life in this space of gratitude I simply release my prayer knowing that the prayer spoken is the prayer answered And together we affirm that by saying, and so it is. Amen. So it is. Amen. Where's Caleb? He would have really liked that. <laughs> Next door. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 
Thank you, Shireen, for setting this beautiful space. Thank you. And I welcome you here this morning. If you're new with us online this morning, um, my name is Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director here at Mystic Heart. We're an interfaith community, and we teach universal principles and practical spirituality. So I welcome you home to our community, and <clears throat> I welcome you home to the guidance and wisdom of your own mystic heart. So we begin our Teze meditation this morning with musical prayer.
this month, we're using the practice of grounding to sense our connection with all that is. I invite us to close our eyes and rest the gaze downward, whether open or closed, allowing the chair to take all of your weight. Feet resting on the floor. Notice how you feel today, how your body feels. What's happening in your mind? Notice how your breath is flowing. however it is flowing. Begin to slow it down. Let it go silent. Feel the belly rise with the inhale and pause at the top. And let a slow breath out. Again, inhale. Pause. And release. Let your whole body relax. Let a wave of calm flow over you and through you. Take a moment now to feel where your body touches the chair. Become aware of the sturdiness of the earth beneath you and how it supports every aspect of you. From this grounded awareness, imagine roots, like the roots of a tree, flowing from you deep down into the ground beneath you, rooting down through the floor, into the earth, and spreading out far and wide. Allow these roots to connect all the way down into the center of the planet. Feeling the energy that lives there. And drawing that energy up through the soles of your feet. Traveling up through your legs and thighs. up through your core and into your heart space. Continuing up the spine and out through the top of your head. And now drawing it back 
from the atmosphere around you and moving it back down, down through your head. through the body, all the way back into the earth and allowing it to ground you, to connect you with the Sacred Mother. This deep rooting connects you with the earth and with everything that lives on her and within her and beyond her. It connects you with all humans and all other creatures, with the plants, the rocks and grains of sand, with every drop of water, with the heavenly bodies. All that exists, no matter how large or small, is an intricate and irreplaceable part of the one life, all dancing together in this cosmic mystery. Take a moment to breathe in that sense of connection. As human expressions, we're given the powers of self-reflection and choice. In return for these precious gifts, we use them wisely. Caring for our brothers and sisters, human and otherwise. Caring for the Sacred Mother as she gives of her nourishment. Doing no harm and aiding in the transformation happening in our world. We move into the contemplation of the Sacred Feminine and on what it means to truly see and feel seen. Every one of us is a unique combination of masculine and feminine qualities and traits. These are not specific to gender, but energies that coexist within each of us. The sacred feminine is expressed when we are feeling receptive, creative, and nurturing. It is given voice through our intuition and emotions. It shows up as the desire to care for another in our yearning to experience beauty and to have our own beauty recognized. But it also is expressed as a subtle strength, a poise that flows when peace and power are united. It is expressed in an unwavering stability and consistency. These qualities are less often recognized as feminine. The sacred feminine has much to offer, 
but she is often denied that privilege in our society. She longs to be seen as an intricate part of who we are, to be appreciated for her inherent wisdom, for her soft, silent, but unwavering strength. She longs to be seen. Being seen is not about the gaze of another, but about the acknowledgement of our own existence, our own feminine qualities, our own strength, our own beauty. It is about embracing the beautiful mess that we are and finding the light and the power within. It is about expressing ourselves authentically, whatever that looks like. We must first see ourselves for what we are, an intentional expression of the divine, exactly as we are and exactly as we are not. I invite you to look within for a moment. Offer yourself a loving gaze. Look into your own eyes as if in a mirror. What do you see when you look within yourself? Can you acknowledge your strengths and vulnerabilities? Can you embrace them with open arms for what they are and for how they are? This is feeling and being seen. Giving ourselves permission to show up wholly, truly, authentically. We give ourselves permission to be visible to those around us. To stand tall in who we are. This is a glorious act of love. Feeling and being seen is not only seeking external validation, but nurturing your authentic connection with yourself and with your Creator. Your true self is an individualized expression of the Divine, created in God's image and likeness of spirit's essence and substance. That essence and substance, by its very nature, is both masculine and feminine. 
your desire to create and nurture are beautiful expressions of the sacred feminine living its life through you as you. Seeing and feeling seen, compassionately witnessing the joys and sorrows, the fear and courage, the triumphs and defeats of others, and feeling that our own lives are being witnessed in return. It's a basic human need. We require that connection, that unity, that mutual support. The urge to alleviate the suffering we see or to celebrate another's joy is the action of the sacred feminine within us, our nurturing nature. It is the Divine Mother raising us above our need to be seen so that we may fully witness another's suffering or their joy. We begin the cycle of giving and receiving by giving to others that which we desire. If we would be seen, we must be a witness for others. In our three minutes of shared silent meditation this morning, I invite us to inquire, who in my life needs a loving witness right now.
with deep gratitude for this time of communion with our gentle, receptive soul, with the Divine Mother within. We allow our attention to return to this time, to this place. We are now ready to share our love and compassion with others, with absolute faith that we will be witnessed in return. As Teze continues, we allow the sacred feminine within us to open us wide in greater receptivity than ever before. And we receive Reverend Diana's inspiring message in profound ways, expanding our awareness and encouraging us to continue to grow our capacity for seeing and feeling seen. Only when we're able to see ourselves for who we truly are can we see others for who they are. Let's take a moment to inwardly offer gratitude to those who have made us feel seen along our journey. Remember the warmth of their spirit in the comfort of knowing you don't have to hide your true self in their presence. Connections like this are so valuable. Feeling seen is about creating a safe and nurturing space for ourselves and others. For fostering those genuine connections where vulnerability is celebrated and welcomed putting down the masks and not performing to be accepted. It is in these moments of connection that we find the true essence of being in community and being in relationship with ourselves. Everything doesn't have to be pretty. We also need to see those parts of ourselves that may need some adjusting, that may not be the best of who we have been, but are still changing and evolving into who we want to be. As you move through your week, remember, feeling seen is an ongoing practice, a practice of self-trust, of faith in something greater than yourself. It is a practice of self-acceptance, vulnerability, and quiet strength. It is the cultivation of self-awareness and compassion, a beautiful dance of self-discovery and connection. Truly seeing ourselves and others calls on the sacred feminine, invites her forward, and bids her to shine.
You don't have to run around trying to prove yourself. You were made of starlight and wisdom of old, and the world will try to tell you to become what you are not. Just remember, you are more than enough. There's a beauty in your eyes and a life in your smile. There is goodness in your heart. You're alive now for a reason, so you better start believing that you're already more than enough. Time stretches on, we get a glance and then it's gone. But me. There's a wind at your back, moving you steady toward your dreams. And there's nothing that can keep you from the life that you deserve. If you remember, you are more than enough. Just remember, you are more than enough. In the name of all that is creative, receptive, and nurturing. In the name of the peaceful power of the Creator, we close together in prayer. Mother, Father, God, loving Creator, you are all that is, all that ever was, and all that shall ever be. With humility and surrender, I rest in you now. I trust and know that I am of your essence and substance. There is nothing else that I could be. I am divine potential taken form. Within me lies the soft, receptive, and life-giving qualities of your spirit. I welcome them into my life. 
Your guidance flows through me as creativity, intuition, wisdom. And as I quiet my mind, bringing stillness to my body, your voice cuts through the confusion with amazing clarity. As I learn to trust the promptings of my body and of my emotions, I find your guidance clearer still. I know that I am seen, fully known by your infinite presence. I am here on purpose. I see myself for who and whose I am. I recognize the Christ in myself and in every person who crosses my path. And in being seen, I extend the gift of sight to those around me. I look deeply at each beloved, asking by the power of my presence, what is it like to be you? And I welcome the sacred feminine within as she steps forward, standing tall in her wisdom and authority. Thank you, Great Spirit, for the graceful blessings that fill my life and for the challenges that build my character, resilience, and faith. I walk in reverence, in awe, and a deep sense of gratitude for your power and presence in my life. And thankful for this time of communion, I rest, knowing that my prayer is answered before it is spoken. And so it is. Amen. I invite you to bring your awareness back into your body. Notice the atmosphere in the room. As you feel ready, gently opening your eyes and allowing your gaze to rest on whatever is before you. And feel free to look around and say good morning to everyone who's here celebrating with you this morning. Hello, family. <laughs> As we close our Teze meditation this morning, we offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial good with our, with our community in support of the work we're doing in the world. And if you're joining us online today, you can go to mysticheart.org and you'll find our donate button and our mailing address. So as we offer this opportunity today, we share a little bit of music uh, from Karen Drucker, Oh Mother God. And the fruit of your womb 
support of this place, of the work that we are doing, of the service that we offer 
They are given to promote our growth so that we might extend our gifts even further in the community. So thank you, Spirit. Thank you for sending these gifts through these hands and hearts. And so it is. Amen. So please consider grabbing a cup of something warm and joining us back for a conversation in a few minutes. But we're going to sing you on your way with our soul's blessing. looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may love always fill your day. May your path be strewn with happiness. May success find you everywhere. May you always God always answer your prayers. May you always embrace compassion and grace. God always answer your prayers. Have a beautiful Sunday. And by the way, next week we'll have Gary French and Dalton Fitzgerald joining us for live. So taking all this wonderful energy and joy and knowing that today we're just here in community, sharing our love, sharing our gifts and talent, and um, just being together. So I know that each one of us here um, feels, sees exactly what they need. Not only in this moment, but that next step in their, in their growth and their evolution. So in the state of gratitude, I simply release that prayer, knowing that the prayer spoken is already the prayer answered. And together we say, um, and so, so it is. is. Amen. 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 Caleb, Satu. Ashe. Aho. So good morning, y'all. Welcome this morning. Um, my name is Diana Johnson. I'm the pastor and spiritual director here at Mystic Heart, if you're new with us online this morning. And we welcome you home to our spiritual community where we teach universal principles and practical spirituality and where we guide you to find the wisdom in your own heart because that's where your answers can always be found. So let's get going this morning for our conversation with some upbeat music. Feel free to sing along, stand up, dance, move around, hug, whatever. Welcome to the Mystic Heart, join the celebration, lift your voice and sing your part, make this affirmation, 
Spirit made us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible through prayer. And everything's possible So welcome prayer. to the mystic heart. It's called One God, and you'll catch on fast. We are one God, one family. We are one God living in diversity. We are one God. Now I see we are one God living as We are one God, one family. We are one God living in diversity. We are one God. Now I see we are one God living as you and me. Oh, one God. Oh, one God. Oh, one God. Here we go again. We are one God. One family, we are one God living in adversity. We are one God. Now I see we are one God living as you and me. Oh, one God. Oh, one God. Oh, one God. We are one God. One Thank you, Kimberly, and that fancy tambourine of yours. <laughs> so if you're standing and you want to stay standing, feel free. I'm inviting you to join me in the creation of a love-soaked world. And know with me now that we are creating this world. We're creating a world where all humans embody and live from the divine qualities that are inherent within us. We're living from love, 
in this new world of ours. We're living from kindness and compassion. We're living from generosity. We're living lives of freedom. And true freedom is the freedom to choose what freedom looks like for you. I can feel the presence of a deep sense of joy and contentment and sufficiency that runs throughout all over the planet. Can you feel it? Yes. Can you feel it? All right. Feel it. In this new world, all people honor and care for one another, for all of the life forms that share this beautiful earth and for the earth herself. We remember that we are all connected to all of life, all the time. That we're dependent on the planet to sustain us and that we're dependent on one another. Being generous by our very nature and living a true life, a life true to our nature, we give of ourselves freely. Offering the gifts that we came here to give because each of us has something a purpose that we're here for, gifts that we have to share. And so in this new world with all needs met for every person, for every being, each one is free to share their time and their talent in ways that feed the soul. By our every thought, word, and action, we're writing a new story in which all beings are well-fed, have the safety and comfort of home, and a deep sense of belonging and purpose. We're so grateful that once and for all, health and education and healthy relationships are all supported by social systems that are grounded in wellness and in wholeness, grounded in integrity and compassion. We welcome this new way of living, valuing every being for its uniqueness. We practice living authentic lives. There's no need to defend or protect. With love and generosity and kindness guiding every human heart, our world is free of hatred and violence. We recognize the abundance that surrounds us. Giving and receiving flow freely in every direction and to all beings. Gratefully receiving all that's needed to live physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually thriving lives. The planet and its beings thrive like never before as we learn to see the sacred in everyone and in everything. We walk in reverence and in gratitude for all that we've been given. We maintain this vision day by day, moment by moment. And we are not swayed by the appearances that surround us. Each of us works to align our actions with our vision. Living these changes first in our own lives, with our families, our neighbors, our friends. And as we do so, this new world is being born. In this process of profound change, this community stands as an open and welcoming place for all who seek support and belonging and family. 
By the power of our deep faith, this prayer is acted upon, answered even before it's spoken. As spirit knows our heart's desire and intent, and so in full expectation of its graceful unfolding, we release it to the creative power and intelligence that I call God, to the one that gets it done. And so it is. Amen. 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 Mm, amen. I'm, I'm liking that word. I'm reading a book right now called The Amen Effect. Powerful, powerful book. Did you? Yeah. She's a rabbi, a young rabbi, um, that runs ICAR, a community down in L.A. She started it over 20 years ago. And um, boy, this woman's a powerhouse. She's something else. So this book's really good. Her premise of the Amen effect is that that Amen is us actually showing up to be present for one another. That's our amen. When I really see you, that's my amen. I hear you, what's in your heart. I'm showing up in an amen to you. So you're going to be hearing more probably next week and throughout the month from, from her through my mouth. Um, but it's a really powerful book. It, it's really looking at um, our world as it is and how we can show up in it in a more compassionate and loving way and how we can build community and how important community is in this time and in this process. So, so our theme this month is Sacred Feminine and the topic of the conversation this morning is seeing and feeling seen. And so no worries, gentlemen, next month is going to be the Sacred masculine so we're going to be fair okay Good. but if you were here in Taze this morning you will remember what we said was that every one of us is a unique combination of the masculine and the feminine so this is not a talk about gender okay these are not specific to gender but they're energies that coexist inside of each one of us and that the sacred feminine is expressed when we're feeling receptive when we're feeling creative and nurturing, it comes through our intuition, it comes through our emotions, it shows up as the desire to nurture and take care of one another, in our yearning to experience beauty, in our yearning for others to see our beauty, but it also is expressed as a subtle strength. I like the word poise, which I've heard defined as a combination, an equal combining of peace and power. And so the feminine is, has poise. It has a strength, an ability to stand in its own, in its authenticity, without being loud about it or forceful in any way, to just be that presence. Then we spent time in contemplation of a couple of ideas. First of all, that the sacred feminine in each of us longs to be seen. And second, that being seen is not about others seeing us or the gaze of another, but about the acknowledgement of our own existence in seeing ourselves. And in seeing ourselves, we actually become visible 
to others. We can't become visible or give others permission to see us until we see ourselves for who we are. We talked about how <laughs> important it is to embrace, I think I used the phrase, the beautiful mess that we are. Because we are all a beautiful mess, one way or another, every one of us. And that we find the light and the power within us, within all of that messiness. That the sacred feminine is about expressing ourselves authentically, whatever that looks like, so that others can truly know us, so that we can see ourselves for who we are and others can know us. So that's our springboard for today's conversation, all that background. Most of you were here, got that, but in case you weren't. So let's begin by asking, what comes up for you when you hear that being seen originates in seeing ourselves clearly? Is that something that you're going, well, yeah, no kidding? Or is that a new idea? Or is it something that you've been working with at all? Or what comes up? Is there a feeling that comes up? <coughs> For me, I guess it brought up an awareness of the um, persona. Okay. And so am I, what, what mask, what, what hat am I putting on? Right. We even often refer to it as a hat. Uh-huh. But it's, am I allowing myself to be seen authentically, or am I wearing right. this hat here and this hat there, yeah. or mask, or whatever we want to call it. Right. So that's, yeah, so now yeah. I've got a new kind of uh -huh. awareness there. Okay. I think so. sometimes we um, see ourselves in somebody else, so to the extent that we actually know that that's mm -hmm. what's happening, I think then that kind uh -huh. of goes, goes toward whether or not we can move past that. Okay, so yeah, we see ourselves in somebody else, and then that awareness mm -hmm. that that's what's happening. Anything else coming up? Reminds me of the fact that all the love that you need is comes from within. Okay. That you you're not really going to find what you need with love out there unless you can find it inside first. Okay. So it, it brings to mind the idea that the love that you need or that you believe you need is really not outside of you. It's already within you, and you need to discover that before you're going to see it coming from outside. Go ahead, Chris. Building on that, it sounds to me that we are called to validate ourselves and not look to the world mm. to validate us. Okay. So that's how we, we yeah. see ourselves, by validating ourselves. Okay, so being able to validate ourselves instead of waiting for others to tell us how wonderful we are or how whatever we are. Okay. Being able to know that within ourselves. And I think in doing that, when you said waiting for somebody to validate us either positively or negatively, if you right. will, if we already know that about ourselves, we're not blaming somebody else right. to point it out. Yes. Oh, so you noticed that that's how I can be sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's a, a thing we see as a positive quality or as a not-so-positive quality. Yeah. David. Uh, maybe that's where um, where the thing uh, looking mirror mirror on the wall who's the fairest 
because that's yeah. you reflecting on yourself. Right. Yeah. So mirror, mirror on the wall. So let's assume that at some point, even if it's only in moments, that we are living authentically. We've dropped the masks, we've taken off the hats, or we've put on the hat that's our truest, whatever, however you want to see that. And we're seeing and accepting ourselves exactly how we are. So in those moments, those are the moments in which we create the potential for others to see who we are. Because if we're not showing up as who we are, how can we expect others to see who we are? So here's the question. What is it that causes you to be seen by another? Your actions. Okay, your actions. Your like words. Your words. So what mm -hmm. kinds of actions make you feel seen? Um, our behavior, my behavior toward others. Um, being kind and showing love. Okay. Um, it's just those kinds of things. All right. Of service. Okay. And one second. Um, Chris, what kinds of words? Chris Netto, you said words. I did say words, and our words have powers, so they can either hurt or harm. Okay. Or they can uplift and bring. Okay. So what are we choosing to build with All our right. words in somebody else and in ourselves? Okay. Kimberly? And it's showing up. Showing up. Showing up in the first place. Because right. when, when I feel at times like I'm really alone, I could stay home in my pity potty and stay there and feel sorry for myself or mm -hmm. I can show up here. Right. And when I show up here, I feel much better. Right. You can't really be seen by others. So if you're seeing yourself as one, a victim, mm -hmm. one to be pitied, then you're not even going to go out so that others can see you, and if you did, they're going to see you as a victim and want to be pitied because that's what you're <laughs> carrying with you. Right. Right? Yeah. David? Your light. Your light? The energy you radiate out. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that makes you feel seen when others shine their light back or that you're, yeah, exchanging that light. Chris? That's getting a response from other people for me. Um, okay, getting a response from other people. There, there are times when you're out there doing your thing, but you don't really know if it's having any effect on anybody, right. anybody around you until you, mm -hmm. until they respond to you in some right. way, positively or negatively. <laughs> you know you're having an and both happen, yeah. <laughs> this kind of goes, yeah. goes along with that is, I think, honesty and integrity. Honesty and integrity. Those aren't necessarily things that show up. Uh -huh. uh, you know, outwardly, but <clears throat> when they do, I think people take notice. Yeah. Yeah, when they do show up, it is noticeable, for sure. So how about, um, for me, when someone is listening, when I'm speaking to someone, and they're listening intently to my words, and I can see <clears throat> and feel a listening rather than a formation of what they want to say next, which means they're not at all listening to what I'm saying. So someone who's sitting and just totally receptive and hearing me makes me feel, you know, hearing my words makes me feel seen. 
when someone appreciates my unique perspective on something, even if they don't agree with it, that makes me feel seen. Does that ring true for anybody? Mm-hmm. Especially if they honor that. Especially if they honor that. Again, whether they agree or not is not even the point. We all here agree to disagree on lots of things all the time. When someone makes a sincere effort to put themselves in my shoes, for me, that's the biggest one. In a role, any leadership role, <coughs> no one can really know all of the pieces of what's up. But if someone at least attempts to say, okay, now wait a minute, I might have this opinion, whether it be positive or negative, but usually it comes across in some kind of a critique or a judgment. But wait a minute, let me think about what this might be like for this other person. Yay. That, for me, is really being seen. It's really helpful. And I attempt to do that for others. And you do it very well. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I work at it. <laughs> <laughs> Takes work. It's a practice. David? Yeah. So it's kind of like the scene I got on my wall. Don't judge another until you've walked a mile in their mind. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is there a time in your life that you felt unseen? <laughs> yes. Anybody, I mean, no one needs to share anything, but if you'd like to share some, a, a time or a, a behavior or a something that leaves you feeling unseen. Brenda? I was just thinking about that this morning, actually. Um, when, in our generation, children were supposed to be seen and not heard, but <laughs> they didn't want to be seen either. Right! Because <laughs> if we were seen, we were in trouble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so seen and not heard was not really what was <laughs> requested. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Kimberly. It's interesting. Um, as a child, um, I had to be real quiet because if I wasn't real quiet, I got in a lot of trouble. And so what I would try to be really, be really small and be really quiet, which mm. aunt, it's against my nature because I'm really loud. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I get excited, I get loud. When I get mad, I get loud. When I get happy, I get loud. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, but <laughs> being a child and trying to be quiet was really difficult. Yeah. Because when, and so then I got to be where I felt I was not being seen. And I right. brought that into my life when you know that yeah. more than anybody. When I first met you, I felt <laughs> like I was invisible. Right. And it took a lot for, and your help and everybody here and everybody else to realize that I'm worth being seen. And yes. that was the whole thing. You had to see yourself. That was the whole thing, is know that it was okay to be seen right. and be myself and yeah. that people were going to like me. Right. But it would, it's interesting when you're taught a certain way and then you grow up and you try to not be that anymore, but it's so in there so deeply that you don't know how to pull yourself out. Right. And yeah. then you find people like you. Like us. Like everybody here. Yeah. And I feel very seen here. I'm glad to hear that. Okay. Cheryl. I won the scene when I was in third grade. Mm. 
My teacher didn't believe I was hard of hearing and she hit my hand with a ruler. Oh, man. Ouch. So I became very um, with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't raise my hand in class or anything if I knew the answer or anything. I just went. Yeah. It took me a long time to come out of that and I, I'm mm -hmm. still working on that. Yeah. But that's when I won the scene. Thank you. As a child, we would visit with my grandmother. We would go to a friend's house, and the friend would ask, do you want a cookie? And I was trained to look at my grandmother for the answer. Ah. So I was trained <laughs> to look yeah. outside of myself for right. my permission, authority, and power. Mm -hmm. And I remember the lady once responding, was, I didn't ask your grandmother, I asked you. <laughs> yes. mm -hmm. So that's, uh, yeah, that was a, an interesting, mm -hmm. and it comes back from time to time about, because I tend to allow myself uh -huh. outside authority over my own, or I second guess my self-authority. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, it happens to... I, I'm not going to assume all of us, but many of us, the best of us. <laughs> Have you ever felt that you had to shrink to be received well? Some of you have already expressed that, shrinking back, being quiet, being small, so that parents, grandparents, others would receive you at all? Or that you would be safe. Or that safe. you would be safe. Yeah, that's a safe. Yeah, safety is a huge issue when you're smaller than everybody around you and they hold that authority and that power. I'm a middle child, so uh -huh. and my older brother had uh, conflicts with my father and my younger brother was a little bit of a <laughs> he wreaked havoc uh -huh. of things around him. He just didn't think, and, and so it was really easy for me just to be quiet and yeah. to do what I was supposed to do, be a good boy, mm -hmm. and not, uh, not rock the boat. You know? Yeah. So. One of those little tricksters in your family, huh? <laughs> your younger brother. <laughs> not so much a trickster, just not really paying attention to what he was oh, doing. And, okay. and, you know, just, Wrecking cars and oh. <laughs> you know, like wow. Yeah, we learn the behaviors. The behaviors that are reinforced, that's what we learn. That's what we step into. But who we truly are is not being seen when that happens. We learn to be something we're not really. Did it serve anybody here? I mean Sounds like it must have served us in some way to shrink back. Yeah, at least in get, the moment. Not to get beaten. <laughs> not to get beaten. Stay safe. But long term, does that serve us long term? No. 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 It really doesn't. Just knock down your self esteem. Right. It takes a long time to build that back up. It takes your self esteem, takes your self worth and self valuing, and then it takes conscious and long practice sometimes to rebuild that to reclaim it. Jay? It creates the standard for all of us by which we all live. Right. 
It creates the standard by which we all then feel like we need to live. You know, in a classroom, at least in days gone by and probably still, there's an expectation of how children behave. And while it's important for the order to be maintained in some way, it doesn't have to look like children sitting silently in rows for order to be maintained and learning to be happening. Right. <laughs> so it creates a standard, an expectation. There are standards, I'd say, in our society for how females are to behave still. Yeah. And how males are to behave still. Yes. You know, don't cross over that one. Or please do, because we need to break those stereotypes. Please do. I think, I think it more in terms of there's there's kind of a healthy aspect to it. Right. Like for me, um, that kind of being able to just be quiet and, and be reserved really served me well in my career because mm -hmm. you want to be um, kind of, if, when problems come up, uh, technical problems come up and it's kind of an emergency, you want to be able to be level-headed and be able to think straight, straight and that kind of thing. Right. But at the same time, uh, per in personal relationships, that's not good at all. You know? Right. And so, yeah. so I think, you know, there's always there's always a good side to uh -huh. those things in our life that maybe we think are not so great, but right. you know that they're positive. And so I, I think I think it's important not to really totally beat yourself up for that stuff exactly. because because there is a positive to it. Right. But at the same time, you have to realize the. the the limitations of that and right. how, how that's going to affect people around you. So. Yeah. So that's why we're looking at a balance. You know, when we're talking sacred feminine this month and sacred masculine next month and acknowledging that we all have all of those qualities and traits within us, all of us in different and varying degrees, how can we bring what works for us, the balance that for us is, is healthy, that serves us in all of the circumstances of our lives. So looking at the need to shrink in order to be accepted, I'm going to share a quote, and I know you've all heard this probably dozens of times, but maybe not all of you have. And I, it's a quote that for me is very powerful, and I feel like it's, it bears repeating from time to time. So Marianne Williamson says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Yes. <laughs> Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same.
As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So that ties right into my ability to see myself clearly gives others permission to see me for who I am because I, I don't have a mask on creating a barrier between my true self and the others who are viewing me, interacting with me. So I want to follow that with a short practice. And we did this in Teze. We're going to do it again here, even though a bunch of you were here. Because even if you did this the first time, you may find a different experience the second time you do it. So I invite you to take a moment and just close your eyes. Take a couple of breaths and settle in and allow your chair to, to support you. And in your mind's eye, I invite you to see yourself as though looking in a mirror. Offer yourself a loving gaze. Look into your own eyes. What do you see when you look into yourself? Can you acknowledge your strengths and your vulnerabilities? Can you embrace all of you for who you are? Whatever words you give to the who you are, to what you're seeing, what are the gifts in who you are? How does who you are serve the world, serve your relationships? Serve your own soul's growth. And how does who you see yourself to be offer challenges and opportunities for growth and expansion? This is feeling and being seen. Giving ourselves permission to show up completely, authentically. Giving ourselves permission to be visible to those around us. To stand tall in who we are. 
this is a glorious act of love, of self-love, and then of love for those with who we have relationship. Now expand your awareness outside of yourself. Think about the people who make you feel seen. These are the people who hold space for your thoughts, your feelings, and your dreams without judgment. They see your perfection and your imperfections and love you in a way that is healthy and grounding. Who are these people in your life? Maybe offer a little bit of gratitude within yourself. And now ask yourself, how am I offering this back? Feeling seen is a reciprocal exchange. Just as we wish to be seen by others, we must practice seeing them in return. Having this type of connection with another takes cultivating empathy and truly listening and accepting. So feel free to bring your awareness back into the room, into your body. Into the group and the conversation. Did you learn anything? Better question, did you learn anything you'd like to share? <laughs> David? <laughs> yeah, I realized I'm still polishing the mirror. Ah, you're still polishing the mirror. Great awareness. Yeah, Brenda? Uh, when you first talk about seeing, how do you see yourself? You know, at first I thought of a picture of what I look like in the mirror right now, and then I would go deeper and I had the most horrible vision of a Picasso painting with one eye up here and one eye over here. Oh. Just, just wow. That's an interesting thing for you to take into your 
contemplations and journaling. Oh, yeah, wow. Hmm. Mm-hmm. As much as I was sitting there thinking about myself and my manner and my kid, it was like, how am I seeing others? Mm-hmm. Interesting to look at that because sometimes when I'm feeling unseen, if I ask myself the question, how am I seeing others, I realize, oh, I'm not really seeing anyone else the way they are either. I'm stuck in myself right now. I'm grounded in my own whatever's going on right now. So taking it all the way around can be enlightening. Sure. I have that similar feeling of thinking of the people that I feel seen. Mm-hmm. And that thought of, if would they be thinking of me <laughs> right now? You know what uh-huh. I mean? And that with that same question. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Just am I, you know, am I reciprocating that? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Anything else that you'd like to share? Hmm. So I invite you to practice with this this week. When we acknowledge our own worthiness and the depth of our own experiences, when we radiate a sense of authenticity, then it naturally draws others in and it draws others to see us with that same authenticity. And all of that that reciprocal process offers a healing energy between us. It offers the opportunity if there are wounds, if there are circumstances that are calling for healing, it allows for that healing to unfold. It gives permission to others to see us without our having to say a word because we're showing up as ourselves. When we stand in who we are, we're showing up as a living example that another might find some strength in that example. They might find strength just in feeling the permission to be themselves. It's really empowering. So I'd like to close our time together and I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you the same prayer that I did in Taze today because when this prayer came through for me it was a really powerful experience. So let's close together. In the name of all that is creative, in the name of all that is receptive and nurturing, in the name of the peaceful power of the Creator, we join our hearts together in prayer this morning. Mother, Father, God, loving Creator, you are all that is all that ever was, and all that will ever be. With humility and surrender, I rest in you now. (coughs) I trust and know that I am of your essence and substance. There is nothing else that I could be. 
I am divine potential taken form. Within me lies the soft, receptive, and life-giving qualities of your spirit. I welcome them into my life. Your guidance flows through me as creativity, intuition, and wisdom. As I quiet my mind, bringing stillness to my body, your voice cuts through the confusion with amazing clarity. As I learn to trust the promptings of my body and of my emotions, I find your guidance clearer still. I know that I am seen, fully known, by your infinite presence. I am here on purpose. I see myself for who and whose I am. I recognize the Christ in myself and in every person who crosses my path. And in the being seen, I extend the gift of sight to those around me. I look deeply at each beloved, asking by the power of my presence, what is it like to be you? And I welcome the sacred feminine within me as she steps forward, standing in her wisdom and full authority. Thank you, Great Spirit. Thank you for the graceful blessings that fill my life and for the challenges that build my character, my resilience, and my faith. I walk this week in reverence, in awe, and a deep sense of gratitude for your power and presence in my life. And thankful for this time of communion I rest, knowing that my prayer is answered before it is spoken. And so it is. Amen. Hmm. Feels good. <laughs> so take a moment to peek around. You haven't noticed who all's here. Some left, some came. The flow happens. And I invite you to join in the celebration of the work we're doing in the world by sharing of your financial good should you choose to do so. If you're at home, you can go to mysticheart.org and you will find a donate button and a mailing address. And as we allow this time today, I'm, I love this video from a movie that I love called The Greatest Showman. Being seen, after all, let's enjoy This Is Me. I am not a stranger to the dark. Hide away, they say, because we don't want your broken parts. 
song on there I was like Reverend Diana you're gonna make me cry before I do the offertory <laughs> there's so much meaning in that song and what that means to us so I simply receive these gifts knowing that these are from spirit as you 
knowing that it blesses our community and the growth of our community so that we can make even more impact in the world. Knowing that is already so, and we are already making a wonderful impact. I simply know it is done, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you. And the closing song, Love Be With You, if you'd like to stand. While we work our way over there, I'm, I want to draw your attention in the bulletin. We have a place where I've typed up lots of opportunities to help out at Mystic Heart. Um, Lucinda's in the process of creating a sign-up binder for the various teams and areas that we, that we accept help, encourage help. So just if you would take a look down that list in the coming couple of weeks and think about if there's a place that you aren't already helping and would like to take part in some of the operations of the church, we have an opportunity to work with kids when we have kids over there. Uh, we have food ministry opportunities, cleaning team opportunities. Uh, the AV Wizards are looking to put a team together. That's our, uh, our tech desk. And the music team. So those are some areas if you feel like you want to do something to help out. So we'll be talking more about that in the coming weeks. Here we go. God bless you all. Please join us for lunch next door if you would like to.